0: Welcome, sentient beings, from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics. Interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda.
0: I'm Seth. I'm
1: Jenna. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to talk about uh, the new Willow series that's out. Um, Jenna's going to kind of take point on that and then uh, talk a little bit about uh, Vox Machina. Their new uh, season is out. And uh, we're going to kind of round it out uh, with some uh, discussion on The Last of Us, which is... uh, kind of a horrifying show that I'm really liking. So so I think uh, let's turn it over to Jenna to begin with. Jenna, go ahead.
0: So uh, this series is based off the 1988 movie, which was obviously one of the best fantasy movies of all time, or at least maybe obvious to me. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, And it's set approximately 17 years after the original series uh, in which An unlikely group of six heroes sets off on a dangerous quest to places far beyond their home where they must face their inner demons and come together to save the world from the gales. So the premise is that beyond Bav Mordia, which was the villain of the first movie, um, there is this figure called the crone who is this ultimate sorceress of evil. Who's trying to help the worm, uh, which eats magic of the world be released to basically create the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And because of this, because Laura Dan and the baby was supposed to save um, the world and be ushered this new age of peace. Um, but there's this threat, uh, Queen uh, Sorsha, who is the daughter who fell in love with Matt Mardigan, Val Kilmer's character, um, became queen and decided to hide her, hide her from herself and basically not let Willow train her to do magic um, like he wanted to do. Because the thought was, if, she know, if she's protected, no one ever finds her, then the end of <laughs> the you know, this dark evil won't take her and create the end of the world. Well, that did a lot of good. Obviously, not because then we wouldn't have had the serious. <laughs> um, so, Sorsha and Mad Mardigan had, had two children. Mad Mardigan was off on a quest and hasn't been seen for years. They don't know if he's alive or dead to find a uh, piece of armor that would hopefully protect Laura Dannon. So, the children have never known who are now, you know, teenagers. The daughter Kit and the son Eric, who have never, um, they don't know what happened to their father, but they're kind of living their life. Um, when minions of the Crone come to try and take Alora Dannon and uh, you know find her, so because the the, ch- the grandchildren Kit and uh, Eric have Bab blood, they can be used for evil, and they take Eric, the son who was in love with this kitchen maid that he calls Dove who ends up we find out with by the second episode is Laura Dannon, um, grown up. Yeah. So, uh, but Kit, her, her best friend who trains her in weaponry, um, the squire of Mad Morgan, who came back and was found, uh, without him and had been in prison and Sorcha basically guilts him into helping this crew. They and then uh, go out to try and find Willow because that's where Queen Sorsha tells her to start. Um, and the the kitchen maid who finds out she's Laura Dannon when she chases after them comes across them on their way to find Willow. So they all end up working together to hopefully save Eric and uh, stop the end of the world.
1: Nice. So you're so there's how many episodes out now? Uh,
0: it's finished and yeah. there's eight oh, episodes. Good. Yeah. Okay. All right. All on Disney Plus.
1: Disney Plus. All right. Well, it sounds good. Sounds interesting. Are you liking it so far?
0: Finished it. It's a good take for itself series. Um, however, it felt like it lost touch with the original, and the fact that by episode four they start incorporating uh, modern rock and pop into the episode. Mm. And it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Um Will yeah. Warwick Davis, who plays Willow, does great. I mean, he right. always is, he's a treat. Um, but I don't know if it held the depth by the end of it.
2: I don't do know think know that, that it did either. I, I'd agree with that. And and to that, there's something about um, you know. If you've watched the original movie, it had a certain feel of adventure and, and fantasy in it. And, and they do their best to incorporate that in this series. Uh, but they go off on some weird kind of tangents, whether it's with the character development or, to Jenna's point, some of the theme of the music. They have hints of it where they kind of throw it in there from time to time, but it's not, it's not enough. And they, they make a clear stance that this is something else um and, and to me it kind of felt like um a little bit uh so mtv had a show to go off on a small tangent called the Shannara chronicles um, yes needed a couple seasons of that and the second mm-hmm. season was just complete shit in my opinion mm-hmm. and and it, it's because they just they just changed something about it how they started that fundamentally changed it and it wasn't the same and it was just kind of garbage now that's not to say that the willow series is garbage it was actually i thought quite entertaining, but it is something in and of itself. Um, and they they kind of prove that. Willow, to me, his demeanor and how he acts um, wasn't like the original Willow. He's obviously changed over the years, and I think that was very much intentional. He's kind of this old cranky sorcerer, and, and you're not allowed to use magic unless I tell you. You know, you have to go by my instruction. And mm. it's kind of hypocritical of his character because he considers himself a fraud you know he 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 he's not a a natural sorcerer if you will um you know and maybe in some stories or whatever he's this great great magical user but in reality you know it's kind of by pure dumb luck and here he is trying to teach um dove or a lot of dana and, and you know he's like hey yeah you can only you know do it this way and you're only going to do it this way and this is going to take years for you to master kind of you know, thing and, and start with step one. And until you master that, then we'll move on to step two, three, and four. And that's not how he learned it. You know, he, mm-hmm. he had to learn it on the fly and, and you know, feet to the fire, you better figure it out. And so as they go on this adventure all the way up to even near the end, um, they go on this journey and and here they all are before they have to set off on this very long um, trek to the end of the world to get where they need to go. And when they get to the end of the world and they have to make this final leap of faith, um, Willow basically nopes out and was like, well, I did my part. I took you here and I want to go home now. Um, you know, and it's just it's weird because he, he just gives up on himself. Um, yeah. And, like, where was the confidence maybe when the whole thing started and where he's like, yeah, this is my job. I'm here to protect you, but I'm only going to take you so far that I'm going to nope out. It was very, very weird. Like they didn't know what
3: to do with him. No, hmm. I mean, that. That's very true to his like character from the mm-hmm. first movie, though. Like it took extraordinary pressure to get Willow to actually sign on to go all the way. He was ready to leave uh, Elora with uh, the first human yeah, that they no, encountered. That's, yeah, that's, that's
2: true. Was, uh, but Matt you think grown in past a- that? He's he's evolved into that person at the end of the film. And it's like he's regressed over seventeen years, and maybe that's intentional, you know?
3: Yeah, I mean, I kind of see it. It's kind of this. It kind of mirrors what we saw with Luke Skywalker in uh, the Last Jedi. Okay, yeah, in that he like he was told like he he was going to be the next sorcerer, he was going to do great things, and then he was basically kicked out of or. Helping out with All- or raise Alora because the queen was scared of sorcery. All the sorcerers left, so who's going to teach him? And he's got this reputation as a great sorcerer, but he's got the like confidence was always his biggest problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like that was his problem in the first movie, and mm-hmm. we never really saw him in the first movie like get the confidence that he needed to be a great sorcerer.
2: Well I can tell you he still doesn't have it in this in the series for a yeah.
3: reason. So <laughs> I mean that's a it's a flaw. Like and like if you've got if he had been this all powerful sorcerer that they had gone to find, he could have solved all their problems. So like uh Having him be like this actually gives still gives his character room to grow. I haven't seen it y- the rest of the show yet, so I don't know. I assume that it stops and there's going to be another season. Um, uh,
0: I mean, there could open. be. I don't know. if There's another. Yeah. resolve of a-
2: it. Everything. Uh, yes and no. I I won't spoil that part for you. Okay. But they, they find a good middle ground to we can continue this if we want. Or if it gets canned, they can can it, and you still get this adventure or whatever. But there's more left on the table. I'll I'll say that um, for sure. What
0: what was not? I'm trying to think. Like, what is it? What is it that didn't make it feel as in touch as the original? And what was fun about the original? I think is it kind of invited adult adults to be a part of the adventure. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about the original Willow. I mean, even though Warwick Davis was 18 when he's played the role, he was supposed to be an adult. He's got kids. Um, Mad Mardigan, grown man, Sorsha, mm-hmm. expected to be in her 20s, mature, a warrior in her own right. And this fantasy, I don't know if it was as inviting for adults to relate to the characters. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, there was a lot of immaturity yeah. in some of the characters, and it was hard. Especially so, all of like, the um, Yeah, yeah. Um, with uh kit kit starts out very much self-absorbed in the in the very beginning of this kind of selfish in her needs and wants and i'm going to do what i want um and kind of you know standoffish office to me and, and and she she grows out of that to an extent and and starts to embrace maybe some of her feelings towards others um and and understands kind of where her place is and, and what what she needs to be doing um, especially to, to save her brother, who gets taken away. But um, when it, the whole thing started, there was just a lot of this drama amongst some of the characters, and and oddness in some of the relationships and things like that. Um, which to me was kind of where, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, the Shannara Chronicles—they made more importance out of all these little drama things between characters and not enough on the adventure and the storyline and stuff. So um, there's still an adventure to be had in Willow. I just. You know, it was kind of weird and, and where are we going with the character development and um for it to do it all in eight episodes and get through an adventure seemed like uh too much kind of stuffed in there.
3: Yeah. I, I, I think it's definitely was aimed at a much young, uh, targeted feels like it yeah, targeted a much, at a much younger audience. Much, okay. Uh but I mean if there's something I actually miss out of the Willow series from the movie. Well, there's a few things, but I miss the brownies. Where are the brownies?
0: You get them for five wait, minutes. Wait, five it. minutes? Yeah, come that's on. True.
2: You do only get them for five minutes, and again, I think that's that's the that's the hints, that's the little throwbacks you get, and then yeah. they marched right on and went
3: on and did their own thing, right? So it's yep. just like the brownies were a huge part of the original movie, and they they like they had. They had George Lucas written all over them as, as like goofy comedic relief characters, <laughs> but they were actually good. Like, I thought that they, they would annoy the hell out of me, but I actually liked some of their bits. Yeah. <laughs> or a lot of their bits, actually. I just yeah. straight up liked the Brownies and I missed them in the new show. <laughs> uh, something so else it- I missed, and that might be a reason of the, t- uh, the music problem that Jenna mentioned, is that. James Horner isn't on this uh, on the series soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James Horner did the original soundtrack, and it was good. Like Willow yes. has some good themes to it. The mo- movie, yeah,
0: right. And and I don't want to give our audience a wrong impression. There's redeeming qualities, and it's it's entertaining, but it had a very long shadow to be compared to in terms of the original movie and i'm afraid they might have strayed too much like to to the point that it probably turned off a lot of the original fans
2: i don't know if i was ever tur- well
0: okay
3: yeah I, I, I wasn't turned off like not yet like i said i'm not i haven't seen the whole thing yeah. like so far <laughs> i
2: Turned off is strong, but I will say I started out more turned off. About halfway through, and then I started getting reengaged a little bit more, a little um, as you get to the second half, and then into the ending, especially when you get in a little bit more of the action and the fighting, um, and the magic and stuff like that. So, uh,
1: uh, well, let me no, let me ask let me ask this question then. So, for somebody that's not familiar with the Willow series, they're going to enjoy it would absolutely. you would you recommend that they watch the original movie before watching? This I, yeah,
2: absolutely. absolutely so for sure, because there's okay. there's um there's lore to be known. there's there's um you'll get some of the little tidbits, some of the little nods back to the original will be there. You understand the importance of some of the characters um, yeah. and what their history is. So for sure, you can watch you can get through it without it, I think, yeah. for sure. Um, but like to Seth's point, when you see the brownies, you get excited about it. But then you'll also be disappointed because now they're just going to walk away and never come back to the Brownies. So <laughs> uh, it's a mix.
1: So
0: I got to have a question. Uh, Val Kilmer was not in it.
1: Yeah.
2: So no. it was,
0: was did somebody else play his character? No, no they well, just had just... the
2: voice. They, they had some voiceovers for him ah. from time to time. They originally and... planned on having him there. Ah. Mm-hmm. So at the very last minute, uh, they couldn't make it happen. However, the way the story was written If the opportunity comes about, they can bring him back for season two or whatever else in the future. Uh, So they haven't written him out.
3: Yeah. What happened is that Val Kilmer actually got throat cancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he can't talk. And he was very concerned about uh, his health and COVID Mm. over the because this would have been filmed right right during the pandemic. So or. So that's why he's not there as he had right. uh, COVID-19 concerns and very, very good ones. Yeah.
2: So as that's kind of lightened up, they're hoping, you know, if they, they move forward with the season two, that, you know, there'll be opportunities to bring them back on screen. Uh, in the interview they did with him, he even showed like, he's, he's excited. He wants to do it. And, um, you know, he, he says, I'm still as strong as ever. You know, he's, he's still very strong. He's like, I'm ready to do this. Uh, but the timing just didn't work out. So um, they have him there in spirit for sure. Um, he's referenced a lot. And, again, they, they haven't written him out in the way they did the story. Um, so there's, there's hope. There's hope that you'll get to see him uh, still in another season.
3: Okay. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, you could definitely just watch this series without watching right. the movie. Yeah. Uh, I think it actually is framed very well so that you don't have to if you don't want to watch the original movie. But you will... End up wondering who this Mad Mardigan guy that they keep yes. talking about is. Like, I think that would be the biggest problem with not watching the movie is you're not going to have any clue who. Like, they keep talking about Mad Mardigan, and you're like thinking, "Oh, I'm, we're definitely going to see this guy." Soon. Yeah, some of, the, some of the
2: core character directions their 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 history revolves around him. So, um, very important things that have happened to them, or or even betrayals for that matter um you have a, a guest appearance by um christian slater at one point um yeah you um, you know masquerading as uh, um as him so uh you know so there's stories along uh betrayal and and friendships and all that kind of stuff and it's worth it I, it was enjoyable i won't say you know that it, i was um disappointed or anything i enjoyed it uh there's a couple things that didn't make any effing sense to me at all. So uh spoiler warning. Um uh great, uh Grayson, Great um Graydon. Graydon. Uh his he is apparently also a magic user, and it literally comes out of effing nowhere. Um Who's Graydon? Uh he's the prince.
3: the guy uh, who
0: was he- supposed to marry Kit.
3: Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. So he's the one who can read all this. He can read magic and stuff, so I guess it's not that too... Yeah, uh... well,
2: and so they hint to that that he's either very, very intelligent as far as a useful skill for that matter, and, yeah, he seems to be able to read and understand a lot of different languages, Um, but he's got... He's a very... Compared to Willow, he's a power... Well, I guess comparable to Willow. Um, He's a powerful sorcerer, too, and that comes out later in the series and it's frustrating because there's not a whole lot that kind of leads up to it um and it almost makes um a mockery a little bit of how rare uh magic users were given you know what they kind of imply in the series Mm -hmm. and then he's just I don't know it just felt kind of right at the time let me grab my flute and blow this thing out of the sky um because it just felt right at the time with no training whatsoever or anything and now all of a sudden- yeah,
0: I was just listening to you and Laura Dannon and
2: when talking to Willow, and I, yeah. I
0: just focused like you said.
2: I, I wanted to throw my chair through the TV at that point. I went back and watched <laughs> it like three times, and was like, "How did we get here? Like, you just skipped over something." See, and- what would be
3: oh, hilarious is if they, if at that moment, like everyone looks at each other and they're just like, "Wait, can everyone do magic?"
2: Yeah, right? <laughs> that, that was kind of like, "Wait, so like I just." You know, you could just do it, and so now look. Don't don't get me wrong; it didn't ruin anything per se, um, but it did make um, the use of magic a little bit more casual than I thought it should be, given how much everyone else kind of struggled to use it. And he Mm -hmm. uses it on a whim, and then continues training with Willow um, and Dove, and how this is supposed to, you know, in strengthening their powers and everything. And it just seems to come so natural to him. So. there's some really cool scenes when they go through some of their training and they're preparing for this final battle um pretty cool stuff I thought that was totally worth it and and them learning how magic works and everything but up until that point it had been very difficult for people to use magic or it was taxing on their bodies and all of a sudden it's like yeah no we just use it casually now we just point and zap things and it's no big deal and I was like wait when did we make this cutover? So I feel like something was skipped there. And again, you only have eight episodes to work with in the season. So it's one of those, you know, we have to kind of keep things moving without dragging things out. Is
0: is this guy <laughs> just here for the eye candy? <laughs> you know, uh, that's <laughs> But that's, that's Eric. That's Kids yes. Brothers. And uh, of course, and let me just say, he does a good job being Mad Martigan's son.
3: Yes. Yeah. But I, I, when I first saw him, I was like, yeah, that's Mad Martigan's son. That yeah. is 1,000% that guy's son.
2: Yeah, so they clean up, up a little bit as you get in the last uh, the last uh, couple episodes. Um, He'll don some new gear and 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 you know be a little bit different. But uh, you know, watch it. I think it's definitely worth it.
0: Can mm-hmm. I just say though, it's interesting that we live in a time that Chris like we only have eight episodes, and that's an eight-hour movie. Yeah. and we're now spoiled yeah. to the point that we want that length, that depth, and length um, mm-hmm. in a series and in a story yeah we can't get yeah. everything that we
2: want so we get a full we get kind of this full complete story and then there's some things we wish they spent more time time on and other things that we wish they didn't spend any time on so yeah it was um it was good though I mean it, it so if I was to of it like a, a a rating you know for sure watch or don't watch the originals up to you but I think you'll appreciate it more if you do and you know I'm for so me it was like uh uh, seven out of ten, and it would go up if they did do another season for me um, to continue the storyline and, and go into some other things. So um there are some things I think that kind of drug it back. You know, we talked about the soundtrack not being as good as it probably could have been. Um and and frankly, it's it wasn't memorable. The only parts of the soundtrack that really drew me into the story more were the nods were the little bit of faint uh throwbacks to the original Willow film because it wasn't memorable. Track it was everyone had their kind of own own kind of theme and in this Willow series, no one in my opinion really had their own kind of theme. It was just more modern and dark in some places, or like more pop in others. Uh, so that was annoying AF uh, to a degree. And really, the only time and I and I love scores for films. I'm a big music person. So yeah. Not not having that to attribute to this Willow series, I think was a was a huge drawback for for something yeah. that had such iconic themes.
3: Mm-hmm. James Horner, absolute hero. Uh, so the, like the Willow series and the most recent, uh, the most recent Star Wars trilogy kind of frames a problem for me. We've got with our modern, we're going to make everything that was happening back in the '80s, and we're gonna make a new version of it, uh, either a continuation of the story or remaking the mm-hmm. story. But Willow has the same problem that uh, with that that Star Wars had in that uh, they're looking, counting on this one character to basically solve all their problems. And from a story writing perspective, you can't have that main character solve all their problems or you remove all of the tension from your story. Because, I mean, Luke would have been the equivalent of putting a level 18 sorcerer in a party of level 3 characters. (laughs) And it's just like, okay, what are the other characters going to do with Luke motherfucking Skywalker just like crushing Death Stars with his mind in the sky? (laughs) Like, what do you have the rest of the cast do then? And it is the same thing with Willow. Like, if you just went from the movie... He would have been a he would have been just this immensely powerful sorcerer who they like the characters would have gone to him and he's but would have just been like yeah okay uh, I magic this way I magic that way I magic this way you're good look. and there's no story there then they just went to see the wizard and he solved all their problems
2: yeah
0: okay. and it really so- kind of violated their own rules because magic is supposed to be the bloodstream of the universe, so you shouldn't, in theory, run out. You should, in theory, just be able to tap it. And he was worried about using his magic because he was afraid he was going to run out of magic to protect Laura Dannon.
3: So, wasn't there a barrier? There, there was some they sort talked of barrier. About a, yes, were, yes, earlier, yes. Yeah, they were talking about a magical barrier. Yes. But I assume but that, that was, he was the one who made the barrier.
0: Yeah, uh, Riziel and the fairy Clemindra?
3: Ah. Uh, How do you say Clementine. her
0: name?
3: Fairy Chlamydia? Did you say the fairy Chlamydia? No, Willis he did. did. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you, Chris. <laughs> All right. Well, so, go ahead.
1: I've
0: so see it. Three. Just have an open mind, folks. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah right. I mean... Uh, the fairy chlamydia was happy to be able to help with the barrier because no one really ever asked her to do much. No one really is <laughs> interested in Since talking about He well, just you
2: know,
0: called her chlamydia.
2: There's probably, you know, in reality, uh, probably we could write in a fairy chlamydia and <laughs> started it. Uh, uh, wait, that's probably about. where the fairy chlamydia exists. <laughs> we should probably talk about that for a little bit because on the humor side of things. If you haven't watched this show, it's pretty great.
3: It does have some very funny stuff. Like, it has some good writing and some very good dialogue, I feel.
1: <laughs> All right.
3: And uh, what? what's her name? Kit? Uh, yeah. princess's No, that's... Uh, who's the princess's friend? Jade. Oh, Jade. Yeah, Jade. Uh, she's, a, she's a really good uh, actress. We saw her last in... Uh, Falcon Um, in the Winter Soldier. Falcon in the Winter Soldier. She was the antagonist in that. Yeah. Hmm. So she's doing a lot with Disney. Aaron Kelly. Good for
0: her. I love her hair.
3: Oh yeah. All
1: right. Well, should we jump into Vox Machina? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So who wants to who wants to take out? Linda and I haven't gotten into the the current season yet. Did you watch the last season? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so the current one picks up right where the last one left off. So they're all kind of celebrating their win and their triumph over evil, and then some dragons show up. Now, <laughs> how the yes, second they do. starts is these dragons show up in full force and just absolutely fucking kick some ass and obliterate. Yeah,
0: collateral damage.
3: Uh, the Chroma, Chroma Conclave.
2: Yes. Mm. Um, so... The way uh, season two kind of shapes up is we, we have our, our adventures there, um, right where we left off, like I said, and um, these dragons show up and basically um, set a new tone uh, for the people there, and that you know we rule now, and uh, you're under you know you're only uh, here because we have some level of mercy after we probably killed about eighty percent of the population. Um, so they come in and they they uh, they uh, they kill the ruler um uh, well who just gave up his reign anyways. Um, so they kill the the main guy, most of his knights, um, kill like half the town, destroy pretty much everything. Say again, Jenna?
0: Blow up his castle. Yeah, they were blew up not
2: the castle. Destroy yeah, destroy pretty much everything, and our adventurers have to escape. Um, they fight. They do.
3: They fight the dragons a couple times and are yeah. completely ineffective against them.
2: Yeah. So, you know, Mm. they, we've seen them come a long way. They've all kind of discovered their powers in the first season, their strengths and, and, and any abilities. And, uh, none of that, none of that helps them out, uh, to start this out. So they, they, um, they narrowly escape, um, lots of loss, lots of people died. And, um, where it kind of shapes up to is these adventurers now have to, uh, go on a journey to find whatever power or help it is they need, uh, to kind of take on these dragons. So, um, some pretty funny bits, uh, uh, per usual, as Vox Machina does. And um, yeah, that's you know that's kind of the, the start of the season. I've only caught the first couple episodes, but if you guys have other things you want to add or there's some details in there, let's jump into it.
0: I feel like this season is definitely keeping the pace of the first season. It's entertaining. It's fun. The adventures and the folklore are are definitely bring you in and engage you. Um, this does for me uh, what I what I missed out for Willow, the series. Hmm.
3: Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, so yeah. Th- yeah, this is definitely giving us a much bigger taste of Exandria so far than we saw in the last one, which kind of kept us in the same kingdom. Uh, but now we're seeing a bit more of the world and I think we're yeah we're gonna see some interesting monsters some horrible fights <laughs> lots of blood some sex probably some boobs uh, <laughs> definitely a butt if we haven't already seen a butt
2: yes uh, uh, a butt uh for sure or boobs uh, depending on who you ask um <laughs> yes yes so uh, over
1: things
3: yeah but, uh, yeah so w- what i've seen so far like the voice acting that you can't get a better voice acting cast than these people uh, like they just have so many good voices on this show uh, and the story is great like I love it. I think that uh, there are rumors that uh, critical role is another uh, company that's developing their own system uh, and I think this is gonna get a lot of people into the world of Alexandria
2: yeah it should be good it's a, it's a fun world lots of mysteries in there i think um you know one of the uh um one of the things i liked about uh, episode two was they're all kind of individually challenged on where their shortcomings are and they all kind of set on this path of you know what they have to discover about themselves uh to get stronger um and, and whatnot and my, the funny part was um uh oh my gosh let me find him real quick the big strong guy wrong
3: wrong uh wrong. yeah so
2: he gets his ass beat by an old man okay i just get <laughs> that
3: gonna... episode where that's gonna happen
2: <laughs> so that that was pretty that was pretty great because the, the old man's just basically asking like hey where do you get your strength from you know you don't know what strength is you sure i do look at me you know um and then to get <laughs> that beat. was pretty good It it was. So thank you. Um, So he gets his ass beat, and then the next morning is just like, anyone want a drink? Like, I could use a drink right now. Um, (laughs) So it's it's pretty great, and they keep that humor there. But but again, like I said, um, it sets the tone that the the, the characters now, um, you know, they've had this triumph, and now they've been put back in their place, and they've got to rise up to that challenge again. Uh, to figure out how to deal with these dragons who, frankly, seem unbeatable, to be frank. Like, let me make no mistake. There was just nothing but murder and death (laughs) in the first episode. Yeah, that that
3: dragon they uh, killed in the first season. He's the the weakling of the family. Yeah, yeah. Turns out he was nothing. (laughs) Hmm.
2: So we're talking about acid-spinning dragons, uh, ice-spinning dragons, fire-spinning dragons, Whole bunch of crazy Noxious
0: people.
2: gas. Yeah, Noxious Gas. Yeah, that the gas thing was crazy. And was so
1: odd. all these dragons are together in this conclave. Yeah, I mean, they're all
2: working together and they uh they, they come and they attack the, the town and it just seems impossible to beat. So they've ventured out to another city, Val sign Valheim, Val Yes, that place Valheim. Uh <laughs> and uh so they've been sent Vasselheim. to search for Yes, Aslan. Um, <laughs> just Yeah, let pick up names as we go here. This happens. Uh, <laughs> so they've been told, basically, that they have to go find this. Uh, they have to go explore this uh, temple to find the, this vestige, <laughs> this, this kind of artifact. Which is something. armor. Yeah, some kind of uh, special thing. Uh, and that's where they need to kind of start um to, to find ways to, to overcome what it is they need to do, and where they went, you know, to ask for help, nobody basically wanted to help them. They they basically, uh, you know, there's this uh, town full of very very strong, um, uh, united groups of people that, that have a strong force that could probably help. But their their reasoning for not stepping in and helping them was that. Because they kind of isolate themselves from the world. That's what keeps them safe. That's what keeps them strong. They don't get into other people's business. So that was kind of, uh, I could see that. But at the same time, it was also like, oh, you're just a bunch of bitches. So it, it is what it is. But um, yeah, it'll be good. I think uh, it started out, bam, you know, murder, death, blood, chaos. Um, and now we get to start out in this adventure. And it's got humor. It's got everything that you had in the first season. And then some they didn't
0: skip the beat. If you're having a rough day and you get home from work and you just need oh, something to pick you up, check out the Vox Machina. And then what they're doing is half the season is out and they're releasing three episodes a week until they hit 12 episodes. So we got two more weeks.
1: Oh, nice.
3: Yeah. And if you like the show, you should give their uh, the live play a listen. I just uh, – I listened or I watched their – uh, latest kind of mini season of Exandria Unlimited, where they covered the calamity that happened like at the the end of the mag- Great Magical Age, and mm. that was some good watching. Mm. I I was fully I was fully like just like openly weeping towards the end because it's a tragedy.
1: <laughs> huh. All oh, right. Wow. So,
3: so well but it's fun and funny all the way through right up until the end.
1: (laughs) Nice. man. All right. Well, thank you guys for, uh, bringing us up to date on that. Uh, we were going to talk about uh, the last of us, but we're kind of running out of time here. And, um, last of us is only really two episodes in, so we will cover that next show. There should be, uh, by then three or four episodes out. So that'll give us something to chat about there. So something to look forward to. And, um, We'll be really looking forward, uh, by the next uh, next time we chat, uh, to the uh, premiere of Star Trek Picard, which comes out uh, February 16th. So, lots mm. of uh, lots of good Warf's stuff coming. What's that?
3: Worf's in this season.
1: Yes, Ooh. all the original all TNT the TNG cast are in there, I think, except for Wesley. Um, <laughs> Meh! We saw him. We saw him at the end of last season. He's True. still a traveler doing his traveling thing. So, um so we know what he's up to. So it'll be great to see the whole cast back together again after quite some time. So Yay. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward. Yeah. To it. It'll be my my happiest time and my, and my saddest, saddest time. time. Yeah, because Aww.
3: they're definitely killing Picard at the end of season three. They are. Uh oh. They, they no. kind of got to right. No,
1: no. He's got that android body.
3: He can go on forever.
1: Well, not, not really.
3: But it was specifically programmed to only give him the rest of his natural lifespan. He's going right. to die at the end of this season. you got to prepare yourself. Yes. No. <laughs> no, he's not like, dying. That. You
1: have oh, to prepare no, yourself.
3: They no, are going to no, kill Picard at no, the end of this. No, okay, we got to no. go
1: now. Picard. No. I, I, I'm going to mute you. Mute. <laughs> mute. Kind of going on a tirade now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm muting uh-huh. oh, that.
1: blasphemy. All right. <laughs> well, uh, thank you all. We will. We'll, I'm sure continue this argument <laughs> <the> <laughs> next time we get together. You so. gotta kill that captain. <laughs> Stop it! Damn you um thank you all for tuning in if you have uh thoughts or comments on uh either of the shows we talked about this episode please uh, note them down below If there's other stuff you want to see us chat about in the future let us know that as well and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next time till then um have a great week y'all and uh get out there and watch some of the stuff we're talking about we'll see you mm-hmm. later bye-bye later.
0: Ah.